The Day I Loved You is super surprising to me as a BL. I completely fell in love with this Filipino BL that I watched in a day when I was at my sickest <laughs> this past weekend and it hasn't left my mind since. And I had to do a podcast episode about it because it's just incredible. So I'm going to talk about how I fell in love with this goddamn show. And if you haven't watched it, I'm hoping that however you stumble upon this podcast, you are going to watch it. (laughs) Hi, I'm Anique. I am the host of Off by Purple Heart podcast, where I talk to you about K-dramas, C-dramas, BTS, and whatever else I want to talk about. The Day I Loved You is a really, really sweet BL and is 18 episodes, I'm not 18 episodes, God, I wish it was 18 episodes. It's 10 episodes and it has a runtime usually of 18 minutes per episode. It's all on YouTube right now. A lot of people have compared this show to Heartstopper and I understand where that's coming from. There is such a sweet earnestness that Alice Osmond brought to Heartstopper. I remember when they had first uploaded the webcomics and we would constantly be looking for more updates until the news of the series coming to Netflix and now how much that fandom has exploded. But one thing that Alice Osmond they did really well was that they were able to intermingle you know, LGBTQ themes into really sweet, grounded storylines with also serious subject matter that wouldn't overwhelm the reader or the audience. You know, it would be grounded, it would be sweet, it would touch upon real life issues outside of just, you know, falling in love and do it in a way that wouldn't be so heavy but would also bring you to tears. And it has, you know, the really cute artistic style of it. And this show, while I've heard people mention it's a little bit lower budget, it to me was just a shining achievement of when you have a lot of heart that's put into a show. And it was just such a sweet, surprising experience. I'm going to do my best to make majority of this review spoiler free, but definitely when I get into like the heavier spoilers, I will try to warn ahead of time. The story is uh, Eli is the first uh, main character that we meet. He's presented to us, the audience, as kind of like the bad boy in a way. He has his other two friends, they're up to some hijinks, they've broken onto school grounds at night and they're vandalizing property and he basically uh, spray paints, you know, F the system. (laughs) And he gets caught. So that's how the show starts off. We are introduced to his guidance counselor and she is looking out for him. So she has a really warm presence. She's not necessarily chastising him, but she's like, come on, Eli, you just came in. You came from Singapore. You know, you're a foreign student. Your mom's looking out for you. You're now in the Philippines. I was hoping you'd have a fresh start, but you're already causing trouble. And you're a good student. You're smart. You're a swimmer. You're, you know, you're athletic. You got all this going on for you. Like, why are you doing this? And Eli is a typical eye-rolly type jock. The actor's very charismatic. I gotta give him props, like from the get-go. And then we meet Nico, who will be the sweetest cinnamon roll that you will ever meet. Like, super adorable. And he is like the class president and the nerd, I guess, in the eyes of his fellow classmates. He has his best friend, Justin. You know, he's part of the dance troupe. And he also, as part of the Bible club, 
He's just got a lot of warm energy and he doesn't seem to have a mean thing to say about anybody. So Nico happens to stumble in on the conversation with um, the guidance counselor and Eli. Eli still, you know, is too cool for school, but the two of them in the same room already have chemistry, which I think it was just really electric. Like the two actors, th these are really, really good actors they do a lot of talking with their eyes and they're checking each other out and you already know that they're gonna fall in love and I love it when the chemistry is instantaneous that so you don't have to doubt it and you don't have to go back and forth like okay maybe I'll watch a few episodes and I'll start to get where the connections coming from no like it's immediate like in your face it's immediate and I absolutely adored it so the guidance counselor comes up with the bright idea hey Eli you know to keep you out of trouble and get you more into like the good kid crowd and to get more positive influence you should join Nico in um, his dance troupe you know they're preparing for the prom soiree and I think he would be a really good fit for you and Eli's like yeah okay <laughs> why don't you just suspend me and get it over with like what the hell is this now right but he's still giving you know Nico the eyes you know what I'm saying so they're, they come together in this dance troupe and the connection's there. They do a simple waltz box step. He's messing up the steps. Nico's being really patient with him. And they do like the classic, you know, first love kind of thing where you accidentally trip and then both parties fall to the ground. And of course, Eli falls on top of Nico and then they have that instantaneous like eye connection and there's like this cute little animation where you see like little um, lightning strikes between their eyes and like I was sold sold okay I was sold it was episode one they did this in 18 minutes and I was like their connection is already just so so damn good then we go into episode two right Eli's like I don't know why I'm doing this. This is a waste of time. I'm getting the hell out of here. Forget this. Uh, Justin, Nico's friend, is like, you have no respect. You came to the dance troupe late. You're wasting everyone's time. What, you think you're better than us? Get the hell out of here. They're fisticuffs. They're fighting. Justin comes off like really possessive and really um, a protector of his best friend. You know, Nico's kind of playing, you know, Switzerland kind of trying to ease tension and he was like no nah, forget forget this forget this I'm getting out of here and the next day um the guidance counselor's like hey I wanted to talk to you about your progress in the dance troupe and Eli's oh Eli's like okay here we go I'm totally gonna get a bunch of complaints and no Nico actually covers for him he told the guidance counselor that he was amazing that he got along with everybody he had a good attitude good head on his shoulders and he seemed to be picking up the dance well and you can already see like the wheels start to turn in Eli's head and he's like, hmm, there's more to this kid than I thought. You know, he's got tattoos. He's the, the part of his dance troupe. He's also class president. He's really smart. He can stand up for himself even though people think he's a nerd. You know, a couple of the school bullies or, you know, mean girls kind of tease at him and he can, you know, give it back but in a way that's still sweet and positive. And he's like, you know, I'm kind of interested in this kid. And then hearing that the guidance counselor is telling him that, you know, Nico had nothing but praise for you, that furthers the connection. And Eli ends up approaching Nico and saying, can I get private dance lessons with you so I can get up to speed? And I'm telling you the second episode, the way they staged them and their private dance lessons, it's perfect. There is like the 
teenage awkwardness, but there's also that really great, you know, bubbling under tension. Every time they look at each other, you can tell that they're falling more and more in love. And it's, it's cinematic greatness. For such a shoestring budget that I assume that this show had, they do a lot with the soundtrack. They do a lot with the scoring. The color palette of the show is really pretty and really bright and in your face. I'm telling you, second episode, I was totally hook, line, and sinker sold. It's everything that I want within like a romance story. It was pitch perfect. And the show just continues to take off from it. Every episode just got better and better. They were able to pack in so much character-defining moments. They were able to pack in so much story and a very simple premise of a high school and these two boys coming together, both different backgrounds, and coming together through the art of dance and music. And then the show kind of segues more into a much more serious subject matter, which is, I'm guessing, the more spoiler section of this review. So the show actually tackles um, ALS. There's a lot of signs in the beginning of the show that once you watch it back, you'll see little subtle things that shows that Nico is obviously going through some form of um, a medical crisis. And it's hinted at that, you know, he had to leave school for about a year with his mom for travel but it isn't really revealed into the much later episodes. And we find out that he has ALS. And the Tommy, the actor that portrays Nico, does a remarkable job. The show really handles disability in a really realistic, grounded way. And they have this character that's really bubbly, that's really enthusiastic, that has come to terms with the fact that he has something that is going to eventually paralyze him and severely affect his quality of life at a very young age. And is seemingly handling it with a lot of grace. But as the show progresses, and then his prognosis gets a lot worse and you start to see the physical manifestation of the symptoms. It is utterly heartbreaking. And then there's one episode in particular where the actor has to portray that Nico has to come to terms with it because everything is drastically changed and his lower half of his body, his lower extremity is completely paralyzed. And he lets out like the most bone chilling, painful scream. Like this kid is acting down. And it did everything that I wish Last Highlight was able to do, which is what the title's in reference to. Last Twilight had the perfect setup. I talked about it on my podcast earlier. The first nine episodes were fantastic to me, was even though they were using an actor that wasn't dealing with that disability, he was still able to portray the realities of being someone that was losing their sight coming to terms with it, falling in love, and finding a new way to function and have a quality of life and still be recognized as an actual human being and have autonomy and have an independence. And the show completely took that away in the last three episodes. I don't care what was foreshadowed in the storyline. I feel like they effectively destroyed the story that they're trying to tell. Whereas in this show, and I know it's not nice to compare shows and... But... What The Day I Loved You was able to do was show the gradual progression of this debilitating disease, show a character that had 
you know, a beautiful life as in a loving, caring mother, a really protective, loving best friend, this love interest come in who first has that too cool for school attitude and eventually starts to fall in love and start to understand where he's coming from. And you find out that Eli is actually really sweet and really loving and compassionate person. And one of the things that was causing him to rebel was one he was defending someone when they said uh, a slur on a swimming team back when he was in Singapore and that's why he got kicked out and had to come over to the Philippines and then go to this school and two um, once he learns of the diagnosis that Nico has he does all sorts of wonderful acts of kindness to give Nico everything he wants back and he ends up influencing Eli in such a positive way that he starts to change his entire outlook and it's all very believable. They do this in 10 episodes. It gets very serious very very quickly but it's still able to tap into a level of innocence as well that was really really just just fantastic for me like I was watching it I swear I had to hold back my tears multiple times the show did end up making me cry mind you I was sick you know it was that time of the month as well so um but I cried multiple times episode 8 through episode 10 were an utter masterpiece I swear to god I was just like I, you know my nose is runny because I'm sick but I'm also crying and I'm like wailing like this show like seriously like winded up and like popped me in the face like multiple times. But it was so good. Like I cannot stress enough what they are able to do narratively in 10 episodes with the average runtime of 18 minutes is more than shows that have been on for several years and have had like multiple episodic um, structures that like have 24 episodes going on for an hour. This little show was able to do it. I understand that it's gotten a little bit more popular now, but it is not talked about nearly enough in like the BL community in general. And I need the show to do well. There is, I think, going to potentially be a second season. And it is just so good that I need it to blow up. I need it to be up there with the last Twilights and, you know, the I feel you linger in the air types and... We best love like all these like iconic BLs that are airing or have aired, you know, like the sign, like it, the day I loved you is top tier cinema. It is the pinnacle of high school sweetheart love. It's beautiful. It has its innocence. It's gorgeous. It does a lot with this obviously limited budget and it tells a powerful message and it doesn't take away from the character's disability and allow the character to express pain and frustration. Like he's not gonna be a martyr all the way through. And there's times where you can't always be positive and positive think your way out of a devastating diagnosis. You're going to have moments of pure unadulterated anger and resentment and wondering why the hell would this have to happen to me? And the way that Tommy, the actor that plays Nico in particular, that was able to portray this was just wonderful. I say all this to say that you have to absolutely watch this show. I I, I have I had to make a podcast episode because I was so strongly 
moved by it. Like I actually rewatched it again before I set this up to um, record this podcast. I'm completely enamored and in love with the show. I want more from it. I wish it was more than 18 minutes long per episode. I wish it was more than 10 episodes. I'm happy that there's a potential for a season two, but the amount of groundwork they were able to accomplish in 10 episodes and were able to get me hook, line, and sinker and believe in their fast love in two episodes with a runtime of less than 18 minutes is short of like remarkable. So you have to check this show out. I cannot stop thinking about it like it hasn't left my mind since I watched it last weekend and it just came at the perfect time because I felt like crap and it was like a serotonin boost of epic proportions so that is my really impassioned review and plea for you to watch the day I loved you it's fantastic it's all on YouTube you could literally stream it like you could literally binge watch it in a day or less it, like please like just do it okay just just trust me watch a damn show it is worth it spoilers no spoilers just watch it okay just watch it so that is my review thank you for watching or listening to this podcast if you're watching via youtube put your comment down below if you're watching and you just feel as passionate about the show as i do or if you feel compelled to check it out if you're listening via spotify or apple Podcasts, i really love you i appreciate you i can't wait to see you for the next one bye <laughs>